182 days. I remember when I was a kid, an entire school year was 182 days. But now, that's how many days it's been since I've been here at AfterBuzz TV talking about Mets baseball. And if school years felt like an eternity back then, this was an interminable infinity worth of eternities. But that all ends today. Play ball, step right up and meet the Mets. Mets Wrap 360 starts now! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Oh, nothing sounds better than that on a uh, Sunday afternoon slash evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to Mets Rap 360. Welcome back to Mets Rap 360. As I said, 182 days since our last episode. Uh, you know, even if they'd gone deeper in the playoffs, it still would have been a long time. But this is what we've been waiting for. I'm Christian Blatt on Twitter and Instagram, at Christian DMZ, joined by the lovely Melissa Weinstein, at Melissa Wine, M-E-L-I-S-W-E-I-N, which was confusing to say while they spell out M-E-T-S in the song. Oh, so there were a lot of letters there. <laughs> uh, our friend Andri- Andrea Fasano, a.k.a. Andy Fasano, is uh, kind of on assignment. She'll be able to contribute to the show throughout the season, but uh, we're going to figure it out. She's very busy. She's going to be spending a lot of time back in the East Coast, so maybe we'll get some live reports from Flushing during the season. But that's down the line. Here we are now at the start of the season, and how fitting that we start this season on a Sunday night while the Mets are playing, which had happened many times last year. And what also happened many times last year, we go into that game where winning that game would bring us right up to 500. So if we win today, then we don't have a losing record. But as we start the show, we do have a losing record. That kind of sounds a lot like most of 2016, but... We have much higher expectations. Wouldn't you agree, Melissa? Sure. You don't have higher expectations than last year. I I do, but I feel like we've jinxed ourselves because they keep saying Mets have never made the playoffs three years in a row. This could be their third year in a row. Stop jinxing it. That's just, true. Just saying it makes me worry that it's not going to happen. That's a great point, but uh, you know that's what we have to do. Is we have to say jinx-worthy things. You know, we we ran into our friend Zach Wilson, who used to do a lot of engineering for us. At that Zach Wilson, yeah, I'll give him a Twitter plug. Of course. And uh, he was wondering, he hadn't been able to keep up with the Mets, and I said that they made it all the way to the wild card game last year. And I feel like they're better than that, maybe only a little bit better than that, but uh, we'll see. And you know what it all comes down to? The pitching, right, Melissa? Mm. For the year, we have to see how the pitching is, and uh, some of it has looked good. I'm really confident with our starting rotation. With the exception- All of it? No. But in general, I think going into the season and and thinking about past seasons, it's been rare that I've just thought, wow, we have a solid rotation where there's not one single person, in theory, who is less than, like, perfect. So I was really confident going into the season. Obviously, having Zach Wheeler back is a huge deal. His performance was what I expected, not what I hoped, but our relief pitching... I'm very concerned about. Well, they're really thrown off by the fact that uh, Familia is suspended for 15 days. And, you know, it's obviously... Unfortunately, we had to talk about domestic violence last year uh, when it came to Jose Reyes, and here it is again with Familia. Yes, the charges were dropped, but they MLB, I think rightly so, feels like they Absolutely. need to make some kind of a statement. And, you know, obviously it's it's serious, it's important, but when you look at it from a baseball standpoint... At least the Mets don't play the Nationals until the 16th game of the year. Of course. So, you know, you got to kind of look at it realistically in that respect. So, uh, but by having Familia 
out of the bullpen, then everybody's kind of moved up a little bit. Addison Reed, I feel like, is able to close, but I don't know about other guys being in high pressure, like Fernando Salas in a high pressure eighth inning. You no, know? I definitely think that in terms of relief pitching for later innings, Addison Reed and Jerry Blevins are our go-to guys. They've both proven over the last season that you know they can handle the pressure. But again, you can't bring a closer in if we're losing by four runs. So without our offense getting getting their act together, our pitching is almost unimportant. Right, and it's it's been cold, so there's a little bit of an excuse, sure, but at least they're going to be in Philly the next three days, and uh, you know not only do the Phillies hit well there, but the Mets always hit well there. So well, let's hope they got their run scoring out of their system <laughs> in DC, and they're done for the next right, couple games. That, yeah, definitely, and you know that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about as I looked at the schedule. Where are the day games? There aren't. There was a day game on opening day, and now the next day game will be a week from today. And I think that's only because it's Easter Sunday, because they're not really going to get a prime time Mets Marlins game on Easter Sunday. So, all right, fine, you get a day game. But then after that, the next one is like a week and a half later. So there's three day games in the month of April. The Mets are making me work full days because now I can't watch at work. Yeah, exactly. Like, when the games come on at 10 a.m., like on opening day, 10 a.m. Pacific, obviously, yeah, we're talking about. which is That's amazing. Great. Yeah, because you can uh, multitask in case your boss is watching. Yeah. You're, you've got the small window or you've got it propped up on your phone while you're working very yeah. hard feverishly. And the start at 410, what am I supposed to do the first six hours of the day? Work. Oh, gosh. I know. Well, maybe we'll have to look for teams that do have day games. Uh, anyway. No, I'm good with the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Yeah, that's, a, that's enough aggravation. Uh, so before we look at the week that was, I wanted to talk a little bit about the offseason. Uh, there had been an inkling of maybe doing a, an offseason show, but there wasn't much that I was excited about other than re-signing Cespedes. I think that that was very important. You know, he had the opt-out. He tested the market. We were not sure. And also, I think the expectation was that they were going to trade Jay Bruce. And we're, you know, well, six games in as we speak. Uh, So far, it seems like he's getting off to a better start than, uh, you know, he did finish well last year in the last week or so. But that's not when we needed it. That's not when we needed it. No, we could have used it in the uh, wild card game. But we're not talking about the wild card game. Sorry. This is 2017. Yeah, that's right. We're not looking back. Where the magic happens. (laughs) That's right. Bring your kids to meet our kids. Anyway, that's that's an old Mets slogan, I think, from uh, 82, 83. But anyway, so that, I think, was very important. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised that uh, we've got Neil Walker. I don't remember what had to happen for Neil Walker to stick around. They had the option on Reyes. Why not? Uh, Although... If anyone plays fantasy baseball, they've probably noticed that uh, thousands of managers have dropped Jose Reyes recently. Uh, he's because hitting fifty-two, yeah. not five twenty. Oh wait, he's not zero five. But doesn't he know that we still have the bottle of Cabareyes? For those watching on YouTube, I still have the bottle from last season. That uh, I don't know exactly what we'll do with it, but if he makes a solid contribution, maybe we'll we'll recork it and we'll put some oh, I was quality say, use one it in as there. a vase. Oh, yeah, we'll put some flowers in there for Jose. Uh, We'll ask him on Twitter what his favorite flower is. But anyway, what do you think about what happened in the offseason? I mean, it it wasn't anything, I mean, except for Cespedes. Very exciting. That was exciting. Beyond that, it was like, oh, okay, I guess we'll see how Jay Bruce does. All right, Neil Walker, yeah, because... There wasn't anything that really stood out to me that's at this point memorable truthfully cannot remember anything that happened in the offseason. Of course, while it was happening, I was very angry and or happy about it, depending on what it was. And in the moment, back in the offseason, 
was wishing we had a show because yes. I wanted to. I remember rant. you tweeting it at, at one point. You're I like, wonder what I was tweeting in reference to. Yeah, because I was I really angry remember, about actually. it. You, you were. Um, probably, was it was it not trading Jay Bruce? Probably that, sounds, that or something else. Like I don't know. Looking at my, I don't know. But you know, uh, I, I I was looking at my notes from the end of last season, I and uh, is uh, Kelly Johnson, Alejandro De Aza. James Loney, we hardly knew ye. Uh, good luck to them wherever they end up. I didn't, until you just said that, had no idea we didn't have them anymore because I forgot they existed. Oh, no, that's rude. Eh. Poor James Loney. Eh, it's all right. I never liked yeah, him anyway. he's fine. Anyway, yeah, he's fine. Uh, and uh, welcome to everybody who's watching uh, in YouTube right now. Uh, that means that maybe you forgot that uh, there's a game on, but we'll try and give you updates as we go through. Now, we cannot give play-by-play. Because uh, we, we do not have, have what don't we have express written That's consent right. from what Major League Baseball Sterling, and Sterling Mets, Mets and ESPN. Any, oh, I don't want any. I don't want any express written consent from ESPN. Yeah. Anyway, so let's take a look back at the at the uh, busy week. Uh, as of course, it's a Mets week, so it was a bit of a roller coaster. Let's talk about opening day. What a great day it was! Because not only does Thor come out. Mm, He's throwing the way Thor needs to. Lightning bolts to overextend the metaphor. <laughs> the meta Thor. Oh, that was oh, terrible. Oh, that was so good. Good? Oh, yeah, I knew that. I didn't think oh, it was terrible. Oh, that was like the meta pun Thor. game on point. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he pitched well, so we don't need to refer to Frog Thor, which oh, we right. did last year. Of but uh, we're going to keep Frog Thor on standby. However, he pitched great. It was a it was a great game. He did not get the win because you know it was. I mean, look, typical Mets fashion, not scoring when you should. Right, but also, I mean, the you know the the Braves had their ace on the mound, and sorry, my phone just looked at me really weird. <laughs> my apologies for the weird face. Uh, so obviously, you know what, they uh, weren't going to get the runs off of him. And I'm embarrassed that I've forgotten his name. The guy who's like the really good pitcher for the Braves is the only one they have. Do they have a good pitcher? Of course they do. They have the guy who started on opening day. And uh, people should shout at me right now. Okay, so Garcia started game three. Yep. So it wasn't him. No. And the guy who got the loss was named Kroll. (laughs) Do you remember him? No. No? Well, uh, he gave up six runs. I think he was charged with all six runs in, in that game. So... Uh, I only wrote the starting pitcher on... On the days that they lost? Oh, day two! Cologne. Oh, well, we'll, believe me, we will will definitely get to that. Anyway, so talk about the fact that Thor's excellent start was squandered because they obviously couldn't score against the starter. But talk a little bit about it, Melissa. Well, here's my issue. As much as I want the Mets to win on opening day to continue their incredible record on opening day it's not enough for me to watch you score a bajillion runs in one inning if you're not going to get get started and get off on a good foot it's really it's kind of pathetic what was it last year they scored what was it nine runs in in one inning i think it was against the rockies but i'm probably wrong i think well i I think you're uh, relatively right there that's what i remember by the way julio tehran great pitcher the he's the pitcher for the yeah He's the guy that the Mets never beat. And while they won the game, they didn't beat him uh, on opening day. So Julio Tehran, my apologies, baseball fans. I am embarrassed. All right, I'm going to admit that I'm embarrassed that I couldn't remember 
the ace of the Braves pitching staff. But the fact that the Braves pitching staff has Cologne and Dickey on it is probably why I get distracted. That's well, my excuse. I mean, is that do we need to know anything else about the Braves? I mean, like, uh, Chipper Jones isn't there. Yeah, but he might as well be and wearing a jersey that says Freddie Freeman because Can he, we talk about Freddie Freeman and, like, how he claps? <laughs> yeah, because we might as well not talk about how he kills the Mets every time that he plays. Yeah, what so. was it? I think, was it Syndergaard who said, I know how to get him out, I just can't, or something? Somebody, or maybe it was Harvey. Well, I, I don't know. Somebody I feel said like Syndergaard something. probably could get him out. I feel like Harvey couldn't, so that sounds about right. It was probably right. Harvey. Yeah. But his, his clapping is very unique. And there was a like whole... when he gets a hit, it's like no, a... yeah, yeah. Did you see him in the dugout clapping like this? So that reminds me of Nicole uh, Kidman. The, no, it reminds me of the Nutty Professor <laughs> when the clumps are at dinner and uh, his mom's like Hercules, Hercules. Yeah, that's right. So that's very. I just did a clump impression. Very Freddie Freeman. And there was a whole article on MLB's Cut Four, which is obviously the most reputable reputable news source when it comes other to than, baseball. Other than Mets Rap 360, where the and host were, doesn't know Tulio Tehran's name. It's okay. Yes. It's week one. We'll get better. Um, <laughs> but they were comparing... I'm very rusty. This is like spring training, all right? <laughs> See, that's why we should do off-season shows. We'll just never lose it. That's true. Um, they were comparing Freddie Freeman's clapping in the dugout to Nicole Kidman at the Oscars. I don't oh. know if you know, she was like this. And people were wondering if she knew how to clap. And now we're wondering that about Freddie Freeman, which is... You know, I'm going to say no. He doesn't know. He, does, he probably doesn't. Anyway, sorry. So the, I completely derailed us because I couldn't remember Julio Tehran's That's okay. Name. I don't remember what we were talking about. But anyway, we're talking about how they just couldn't score runs against him. And look, it, it's he's a great pitcher, even though I can't remember his name. So let's just bump it down. He's to pretty good. good. Let's say good pitcher. Because if he was a great pitcher, I'd remember his name. You know, if he was Clayton Kershaw, I'd remember his name. Mm. But, <laughs> well, you know, we live in the city with Clayton Kershaw. So that's probably why we're not going to forget it's his true. name. But in any case... That's a fundamental problem is, you know, just cold, cold bats. Yeah. But again, it was the beginning of the season, and they did score six runs. So let's say, great, that one worked out, you know. And then on day two, which was Wednesday, because uh, Tuesday was an off day. And do you know why they do that, Melissa? Why Tuesday is usually to not torture day? me? No. Because it's uh, the East Coast, weather's usually really bad, so they have the open day in case it rains on Monday, and then you just have opening Which day. Which they the next did day. have that problem with uh, another team that got. I believe the White Sox actually it got. Yes. But they ended up also postponing a second game because yes, that's Chicago that and that is crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so yes, so the second game on Wednesday was a, kind of an exciting matchup for a Mets fan. I Jacob cried. DeGrom. And Cologne, yeah, talk a little bit about Cologne. And we'll uh, retweet the SNY had like a little... What was the video was shown in the ballpark, but it I believe was. SNY also showed it. SNY showed it, which is how By I saw way, it. her eyes are tearing up now while she <gasps> thinks about it. I'm not kidding. I was sitting at my desk at work crying, and I was hoping nobody's going to walk up and see it because... Because somebody works with you is probably going to be worried. Like, oh my God, is everything all right? And is your family okay? a lot because I'm... Usually crying um, about something. Yeah. Usually Mets related, though. Um, well, but there's I was, a lot to cry I about. I was very emotional because... Bartolo was such a big staple of Mets culture. I mean, let's take away the fact that he, you know, hit a home run. And that in itself is fantastic. But he was great before that. And I was, uh, I think it was on Tuesday during the game, SNY does like um, SNY tweet or whatever it is. And it was your favorite Bartolo memory. And I recently saw on my Instagram feed that I posted back in August of 2014 there were trade rumors looming that we were getting rid of Bartolo. And I saw him pitch at Dodger Stadium, and I took a picture and posted on Instagram, 
possibly the last time I will ever see Bartolo pitch as a oh, Met. Oh, no. And how crazy is it to think that we got him for another two years after see? that? And so watching these memories <laughs> and with, like, the behind-the-back flip and him with his helmet falling off and all of the wonderful, smiley things that he does, I'm just sitting there crying because I want him back. Bring you, Sexy back. Do you really want him back? I mean, he, he says he's 43, right? So, Which means he's probably 45 or 46. More we impressive. Know, we know he has two families, which means he probably has four or five. And so, one of them is not me. Right. Which is a problem. Because you want Big Sexy to adopt you, which just sounded really weird out of my mouth. So don't, don't say don't it comment, again. Don't comment on that. <laughs> anyway, uh, he pitched well, but uh, also didn't get the win. Uh, DeGrom was good, but not, as we heard last year, DeGrominant. He was not, but he was very good. And, uh, of course, then the bullpen could not hold on to that one. And who do we blame? Rafael Montero, who I wish that we wouldn't talk about again during this show. But, but we we're will. we're going to have to. And uh, you know what? That's one of those ones that got away late. You shrug it off, especially because the next day Matt Harvey's going and you want to see, like, well, what Matt Harvey are we going to get? I'd like to say we got a very good Matt Harvey. We did. We did not. I don't think we'll ever see the Matt Harvey in his prime. Because when he pitched like that, he ended up needing surgery. So he's not going to pitch like yeah. that anymore. Well, I mean, I think just looking at our, our starting rotation, seeing Matt has is made his first start since July of last year. And everyone normally would say, oh, wow, that's such a long time. But then you have Zach Wheeler, who we hadn't seen in two full seasons. Correct. And so when Harvey is, you know, getting the upper hand on Wheeler because he's been out for less time but still a very considerable amount of time kind of blows my mind yes absolutely and and we will of course talk about mr wheeler in a moment and yeah look uh harvey looked very good the braves did not and that's the kind of i don't know i think that the monday and thursday are very indicative of Mm -hmm. the way that the braves are going to play all year what we've kind of seen as you look around the league is, at least as far as I'm concerned, we'll talk a little bit about it later in the week, uh, Marlins actually look very good, at least early, and Oof. they looked good early last year, but the Phillies have actually looked pretty well, uh, scoring 12 runs in the first inning against the Nationals, not against the Rockies, not ten against of, the Padres. Nine or ten of them were off the same pitcher. Yeah, and I think he got charged with... Uh, the last... Yeah, I think he got charged well. with all 12. So... Uh, Sorry, Jeremy Guthrie, but... But, like, uh, I know some people have some issues with Terry Collins, but... Yeah, there's a point. (laughs) He's a little bit better than that. He would have pulled out after six, I think. (sighs) You'd think, but at some point it's like, well, I'm going to burn out my bullpen. But anyway, save that for Philly's Rap 360, which doesn't (laughs) exist, by the way. And it should never. Yikes. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, so, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying is, though, that the Braves are bad. I think the rest of the division is actually pretty good. You know, I... Wouldn't be surprised if all of those teams, except the Braves, are in it until pretty late in the season. It would be exciting to see the Marlins and Phillies as contenders again. Right, but then really fade after after Oh, of course. The Mets still have to win. Yeah, yeah. But it would be fun to have a serious competition and not be the Mets versus Daniel Murphy. Yeah, which as soon as the the Nats are uh, on on the schedule, which won't be for a couple weeks, we're going to talk more about Daniel Murphy. I feel anxiety just thinking about it. So don't think about it. (laughs) Just watching SportsCenter and seeing the highlights and Bryce Harper, terrible human being. Anyway, uh, so we're doing the show live right now. It's uh, 5.33 p.m. Pacific time, 8.33 Eastern. And I mentioned that because uh, the Mets are playing the Marlins right now. Are we winning? It is the bottom of the first. Bases are loaded. One out. 
Mets up two to nothing. So um, you know who's pitching for the Marlins? Edinson Volquez. So there might be. He used to pitch tw- for the Reds. He used to pitch for everyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, and he's uh, he's that guy who's can very well give up twelve runs in an inning. Let's do it. I'll keep an eye on it. Right. We'll keep you posted. But don't say too much. No, no. We don't I have already feel like I gave consent. too much. I know because by saying that there's one out and bases loaded, that was already very that was descriptive. very play by play. But anyway, well, yeah. I, you know what? I'll try and be more, be more Howie bit. than Josh. Okay. Yeah. Or did I do that backwards? Anyway, oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Howie was very right. Michael Conforto should have started over Jay Bruce opening day. Sure, but who has Jay Bruce has looked good so far? Yes, but not on opening day. Not on opening day. Well, you know what? He's still a kid, Conforto. So, oh yeah, Jay Bruce. It might it might set him back if it's like, hey, I know how long you've been in the league, but you're not getting an opening That's day fair. start. So, I think uh, Conforto. It'll help. Maybe it'll motivate him, make him a little hungry. Bruce probably would have been kind of mopey. So it's just a general state for him. <laughs> he can't, look, he can't help it. In Keep any going. case, so what did you think about the first uh, series against the Braves as as we look at it as a whole, Melissa? Kind of relieved, actually. Um, going up against the Braves in general, I always feel fairly nervous, uh, especially going up against Cologne. I was even more nervous about. Um, but actually, no. I was nervous about Cologne. I was terrified about Kemp, and that turns out to be a very realistic fear. Um, what was this? Two home runs in Game Three. Yes, and that was just up till the seventh inning. I don't know what happened after that because I you had to go home from work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I missed a considerable amount uh, because I wasn't allowed to use any more data on my phone because I I broke my family's plan. Um, so I we're learning a lot about you. Right I now. couldn't listen on the way home from work, which was pretty upsetting. Um, but I did feel good overall, obviously not about Kemp, but it was nice to see kind of the underdogs in our team getting, you know, coming up clean with, you know, Jay Bruce, other than opening day with that terrible, like, he can't figure out how to play a ball off the wall. That was that was very frustrating because I thought that was going to be indicative of what we saw the, the rest of the way. Yeah. But, uh, so with the exception not. of that, I felt pretty confident, you know, he did make some pretty pretty great catches out there and I think we're getting off to a slow start as I expected especially with the bats but it happens every year yes and I mean I don't know what's Curtis hitting right now he always gets off to a slow start uh he's hitting 200 which is actually pretty good considering as I said that doesn't sound so bad hitting 200 for him I mean considering Reyes is hitting 52 I uh Curtis is looking like MVP we still have wine with his picture on it so uh Yeah. Look at that little, the little, little oh, young the little baseball stopper as well. Oh, I didn't well, even notice yeah, that, but like yeah. his little, little little baby face on Reyes. He was so fast back then. Yeah, and probably couldn't drink. So why does he have a wine? I mean, he probably drank. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so the one game that they lost against the Braves was in twelve innings, and you know, frustrating, oh, yeah. annoying. But at the same time, you're like, sometimes you're going to lose games like that, and uh, you know, uh, Jaime Garcia pitching, uh, he was not good. He has a uh, very solid uh, six ERA. So uh, yes, that's play what the we Braves want. again. Yeah, well, we will actually. What was it? The, we have very thir- soon. our first thirty-two games are against the NL East. Yes, crazy. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so we will have more Braves in the very near future. But anyway, unfortunately, the uh, Miami Marlins uh, rolled into town, and uh, who knew? Uh, somebody knew. <laughs> Not me. You didn't know that uh, they were going to be able to, uh, you know, string some things together. You didn't know that 
Somebody from Baltimore should know that Wai Ying Chen is actually a good pitcher. I did know. Okay. Seeing his first hit was the greatest thing ever. That was kind of the only highlight of that game. Yes. Because that was exciting. But it was exciting because Phil Regan was there. And I don't know if you saw the interview that Steve was doing with him, but all of these crazy milestone moments that he's been present for, and now he's there for for one more, which obviously... Well, it wasn't a Mets one, but yes. Right, but still, super exciting to see. And also, how cute is it that he just wanted to throw batting practice (laughs) for his 80th birthday? (laughs) How do you not love him? Uh, I mean, obviously you do. And that game, though... That was Friday, and that was the Zach Wheeler game. Mm-hmm. And look, Zach Wheeler looked great in the first inning, and, you know, I was very cautiously optimistic. Guy hadn't pitched in two full seasons, and I thought, like, all right, well, that looked good. Let's see how he does after that. And it was not good. No. Because the second inning, he gave up three runs. Third inning, he gave up two runs. And, well, the Mets lost 7-2. to And we're talking about high ERAs. It's only fair that I mention Zach Wheeler's ERA, 11.25. But that is fantastic. <laughs> that is the opposite of fantastic. But what we did get in that game was a home run from Cespedes. So that's good to see. You know, I think that's very positive that uh, he's, you know, and he was hitting the ball hard in the first few games. So you got to turn the page on that one, unfortunately, because you were just outpitched. I think Zach Wheeler's a great pitcher. He did not pitch well uh, in his first game back in two years, but. It's kind of what I expected. Kind of what I expected. And also looking at the breakdown, obviously going only four innings was not ideal, but he struck out four and he only walked one. Granted, that's over four innings, so the the one walk is kind of upsetting, but four strikeouts over four innings, it's not terrible. No, not terrible at all. So when you factor in the five runs all earned, that it gets kind of sad. That was sad. Turning the page. You literally turned the page. So uh, then we go to Saturday, uh, which is yesterday, and that was going to be Thor throwing again, but he had a little blister on opening day. He's pitching right now, so uh, obviously it's it's better. Uh, Robert Gesellman took the hill, and I was like, all right, well, he pitched really well. Uh, Not... Yes. I mean, he pitched all right. Let's put yeah. it that way. Like the you know the fact that they lost eight to one, you know, oh, I, I, I think Gaselman gave up the three runs in like five innings or whatever yeah. it is. Wasn't terrible. It was, yeah, which actually in this day and age, I think three runs in six innings they consider a quality start, yeah. which is not a quality start, but they say that's a quality. But start. But again, our pitching can can give up runs. It's our offense that has to come through. Yeah, you can't expect your pitchers to throw perfect games all the time because as Mets fans know, we will never have a perfect game because we haven't yet. So if our offense doesn't show up. You can't be banking and putting all of this pressure on the pitchers. It's just not going to work. How great would it be if next week we roll back the clip of you saying that they never had a perfect game because Noah Syndergaard throws one tonight against the Marlins? What did we say about jinxing things? I just thought it would be fun to say. I would cry hysterically. (laughs) There'd be tears of joy. Yeah. How much cheese would you eat? Oh, my God. I have not eaten enough cheese during the offseason. Well, that's because you know that, uh, and for people that maybe weren't with us last season, uh, Melissa's a little bit of a stress eater when it comes to the Mets, and uh, cheese has a lot to do with it. But then you also have celebratory cheese, so we don't quite understand your cheese addiction. Um, There is no explanation, except that I love cheese, and there's always a reason to eat cheese. So are you sad? Cheese. Are you happy? (laughs) Cheese. Are you just hungry? Cheese. By the way, I agree 1,000%, and uh, please let us know. Please let us know uh, if you agree. Uh, maybe by mentioning in the chat on YouTube. About cheese? 
about cheese. Oh, absolutely. Tell us your favorite cheese. <laughs> Gouda. No. Uh, and uh, actually, in the chat right now, Star Drew, whom I know from a number of other shows. Good to see you, Star Drew. I uh, said that uh, Mets were better than the Blue Jays. Uh, I don't know what the one slash five means. Oh, because the Blue they're Jays are one, one in five. five. Yeah, they're one. In, they're yeah. See, it was it was sad. it was the fraction one fifth, and I'm like, well, I don't quite. We understand don't do it. math here. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't. But uh, yeah, so uh, the Blue Jays off to a uh, one and five start, but uh, that's all right. They're in the same division as the Yankees. They'll get some of those wins back, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, I know the Mets have the uh, the two wins and uh, hoping for a third one tonight. And uh, while there will not be a perfect game in Flushing tonight, because uh, the Mets have made an error <laughs> and there are runners at the corner. Who made the error? I don't know. It doesn't tell me that. Sadness. Uh, uh, yeah, actually. I think that's what happened there. I don't know, actually. I'm going to take a guess. I'm very confused because I was under the impression that uh, I think that the scoreboard is not uh, updating as well as it, it should be. Are you on um, the MLB on, dot on game day? Yeah, the top doesn't update <sighs> when I'm watching the the live SNY feed. I can see the actual score, but at the top it still says second inning score zero zero. No matter what inning they're in. Oh, see, that's a problem. All right, well, you know what? I'll get my information elsewhere and report back to everyone. In any case, uh, look, the first two games against the Marlins were uh, very disheartening because you like to think you're better than the Marlins, but you're reminded, oh, yeah, they have Giancarlo Stanton in their lineup and also some other guys who can hit as well. Did you hear yesterday, I think it was Keith, called Giancarlo Mike? How many years has it been? It's been a few years now. But, like... I get it if it's the first season, but it's been so long. I know. I actually, until you said that, I because I didn't hear Keith, I forgot that he used to be Mike Stanton, mm-hmm. which we all know Mike Stanton was the reliever for the Yankees, who was a Met for a year. Did not know that. Yeah, you probably weren't in college yet. And as we oh, learned, yeah. Melissa wasn't able to watch the Mets until she was in college. Regularly. Regularly. Just like when they were on Fox or whatever. Uh, yeah, which is pathetic. But I gave you bum information the last time. The Mets are up three to nothing. Uh, against the Marlins. It's still the bottom of the first, allegedly. So I don't so know if there was... didn't there, have an error. There is a, a Marlins error, but not a Mets error. So you see... It's alive! It is alive. I know the perfect game still... Oh, I said it. Sorry. Oh, boy. All right, anyway, so uh, your thoughts as we look back on the week as a whole, because we can't really comment on tonight, although it's off to a good start, but again, cautiously optimistic. Uh, yeah, so uh, two and three start. Uh, kind of not shocking. Not shocking, what I expected, not what I hoped. I was hoping for series wins against both of these two teams. Oh, absolutely. Because you're at home, and the you know I thought a sweep against the Braves was very realistic, and sure. winning a series against the Marlins seems possible. But that's, know you know, yet. ultimately the best case scenario is 3-3 three and three on the week. And, I mean, that's not a terrible start to the season. It's when you compare it to the rest of the NL East that you kind of start to get a little bit depressed, or at least that's what did it in my case. Um but looking over it, I really think people put too much pressure on the opening day win because what we have, I don't know, I wrote it down, we have the best opening day record in all of MLB. Yes, yes. and I was glad that they won this year because they didn't last year. And it's always... It, last it, it, year was a joke. Well, that was terrible that they had to start That's the only time that's ever Kansas happened. City. Well, because this stupid every day the there's even, an interleague yeah. thing. Yeah. But of course it had to happen to the Mets and well it's the Mets luck that they they get to the World Series for the first time in 15 years and then they start off the next season having to play the team that beat them and in then the World watch Series. the highlights of how they won which yeah. is really just the Mets making which is games. really just Lucas Duda yeah, yeah. 
but whatever. Again, he, okay. he hey, we're looking forward. Now. Yeah, for Not sure. Not looking back. Um, Although we're looking back to this past week. But Duda is doing pretty well this year so far. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually, about uh, last night's game, about Saturday night's game. Home run Lucas Duda. Yeah. So you see, there's a little bit of silver lining. And, you know, if, if they need a little bit of a tune-up and they go on a night's nice tear while they're on the road... Playing the Phillies in the week ahead, and again with these Miami Marlins, but uh, we, we, you know, it's just the way it works. You seem to always end up playing the same teams like every week. Every oh, we do the show. I thought you were going to say every season. I'm like, no, that's no, how I, it works. Well, yeah, that is how it works. <laughs> but I feel pretty confident that what's going to happen is that you know we end up talking about the same teams two episodes in a row on the mm-hmm. show, and uh, it's a little uh, it's a little frustrating. By the way, Star Drew again with a comment. His Whoa. favorite cheese, cheddar. Which, I approve. Which baseball uh, is baseball relevant? You know because a pitch sometimes will be referred to as as cheddar. Oh, I think so even Keith, mean- even Keith says that you can eat cheese every time someone throws a pitch. <laughs> Uh, no, if they leave a big fat, you know, meatball with cheese on no, it. No, over, no. No? <laughs> Just like, cheese. All right, well, Don't look. ruin a good thing. <laughs> all right, well, that's that's what we're going to do. Anyway, so you look ahead. We see the Phillies. Yeah. Tomorrow. And this is this is a game that annoys me because tomorrow is the Phillies' home opener. Why is it a primetime game? Probably because ESPN wanted it. And I'm like, you know what? No, it's it's a home opener. It's Philly. It's so... I almost swore. It's so freaking cold. Have a day game. Let people go out. You'll blow off work. You know? But no, that's not what's happening. So we're going to have Jacob deGrom and Jared Eikhoff, who, you know, pitches reasonably well uh, against the Mets sometimes, too. You know? I mean... He he only gave up two runs in his first start against the Reds, and yes, I am reading that. I don't want you to think I knew that. Oh, but that's disappointing. Uh, I know. Sorry, but uh, you know, all he did is he gave a home run to Joey Votto. You know what? That's what happens. So anyway, so Jacob Degrom and Jared Eikhoff, then Matt Harvey and Clay Buckholz, who uh, Red Sox fans, you remember Clay Buckholz? So yeah, uh, he gave uh, four runs and eight hits, two walks in five innings. So uh, let's I'm hope ready. for more of that. More of that. Uh, and then Wednesday, we're going to get a little bit more Zach Wheeler. And? Vince Velasquez. Don't know who that is, so go Zach. Yeah. Uh, he struck out 10, but he only lasted four innings because he threw 94 pitches. So let's get him out of the game in the fourth and uh, take our chances against the bullpen. Fourth. Second. Second would be fine, too. And, you know, I can comment a little bit on the Phillies' bullpen because I thought it would be okay in my fantasy league to draft their closer, John Mark Gomez, who, uh, oh, he'll get saves, but he'll have like a four and a half ERA. So, uh, you know. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) And then on Thursday, we will be in Miami against the Miami Marlins because that's why you're in Miami. I haven't seen them in so long. I know. And it'll be a rematch. Robert Gesellman and Yin Chen. So uh, maybe he'll get his second hit, and you can be less excited now. Yeah. Because now he doesn't ever need to get another hit. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like these are decent pitching matchups, but the question mark is going to be how does Zach Wheeler pitch? Because if Zach Wheeler pitches the way that he did on on Friday, yeah, or yeah, if he pitches the way he did in 2014, it's going to be a great game. If he pitches the way he did the other night, it doesn't matter how Vince Velasquez pitches. So, you know, just something to think about. Uh, Matt Harvey, I hope we see more of the same. And, of course, uh, DeGrom tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know. I feel like of those games, you know, the Mets are in pretty good shape. you got to figure that we will get we'll get uh, Syndergaard again on Friday. Mm-hmm. 
which would then probably put, you know, DeGrom Saturday and then Harvey Sunday. So we we have all the all the aces going and Zach Wheeler. When is Lugo projected to return? It's a good question. I haven't heard. Uh, if any Mets fans want to let us know, please uh, comment in the chat or you can tweet us at ABTV Mets, which, by the way, please follow us. If you like this show, follow, and you don't even if you don't use Twitter that much, follow us at ABTV Mets. I only use Twitter during baseball season. That's true. I never hear from you. I have to text you. But I actually, honestly, I don't have that much to talk to you about if it's not Mets related. It's true. You know? I, my life is pretty boring when it's not Mets. But when it's Mets season, you're very excited. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, Mets and cheese. Yeah, the best. So... I don't know. We always like to make predictions on the show because that's what we do. So they're going to play seven games between now and the next show. Five and two. Five and two. Uh, I think that that's – I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to second that. Let's not disagree. Let's be a united also, front. Yes. Seven and oh. Well, that, you know what? We'll take that. Okay. But I think that five and two is the best week we had in, in all Last the history year. of uh, Mets Rap 360. For sure. So uh, that's that's all, you know, let's not try and outdo ourselves in the second week of season two. In any case, uh, as we talk about the week on the whole, uh, we should do what we always did last season, our player of the week. And Melissa, you uh, were tallying up the numbers and you were scurrying and you just weren't sure. Do you have someone that you would like to call the player of the week? I'll remind you that once last season, I named Mr. Met player of the week because it was that bad of a week. But this wasn't a bad week. It was just a frustrating, disappointing week. What? I don't know. Like the pitcher mound in general? The mound? Oh, yeah. Because it's it's very well groomed. It's just there. It's the right height. You don't have to worry about it. Um, I think I'm going to go with Jay Bruce. Because... Because it's never going to happen again. Might as well take advantage of it right. now. Well, I definitely agree with that. I think that it is very important that he get off to a good start, mm-hmm. I think, for his peace of mind. I don't know anything about him. You just feel like, in general, athletes can get in their own heads. So if he has a good start, I think he at least is positioned to have a good season, which is going to be great for the Mets. Because you can deal with some you know, suspect de- defense, like with Cespedes, unfortunately, and the idea that our corner outfielders are both people that you have to hold your breath every time a ball comes their way. Not great. And you have like a 50-year-old center fielder. Just kidding, Curtis. But, you know, you are a little How old, old to be. Is he? I think he's 30. He's a little bit younger than me. So I think he's 37. He looks significantly younger than Jay Bruce. Oh, I just turned 30 on a Right. Day. I know. Yeah. They said Jay Bruce was celebrating his 30th birthday. And I was I'm like, like, when? 10 years ago? Exactly. But apparently not. So... In any case, I agree with you on Jay Bruce. I feel good about that. Um, someone that I think looked great in the first week was Drupal Cabrera. Oh, for sure. He looked great, and uh, he was someone that I was uh, not easy on during the uh, the first season of yeah. this show, last season. So I think he looked good, but it's hard not to give it to Thor, to give it to Noah Syndergaard. He didn't get a win, but he just looked dominant, and I think that's how the Mets had to look out of the gate. You know, a 6 nothing win is what you needed to start your season. Sure. And, you know, not to crap the bed, to use slightly uh, cleaner language, uh, the next night. But that's all right, and not against the Marlins. But anyway, I, I so... It's it's a little bit of a hedging my bets, but I feel like Syndergaard looked great. He did, but Estrubo Cabrera, got a hit. he did get a hit. I know. So I mean, uh, it didn't do anything. But. No, so take that way in Chen. He's got <laughs> one too. Uh, anyway, so are do you want to make any kind of 
expectations for the season. We sort of pussyfooted around it a little bit. Are you comfortable, Melissa? No. I know. I, I'm just going to stand by what I said earlier. I am hopeful, cautiously optimistic, because we're Mets fans, that's what we do. Cautiously optimistic that better than last year. Better than just appearing in the wild card game. Maybe you actually you know don't have to be in the wild card game. That would be great. Because the wild card game was always so much fun for me until last year. Because the Mets weren't ever in it. I live for game sevens, game fives, whatever. I live for the elimination game. Right. But I always used to say that before the Mets even got into those rounds. Yes. And now that they're there, I hate it. Yes, I'm not I mean, crazy. I was with you at what? Game, game five. five. In 2015, Melissa and I were at Dodger Stadium uh, when the Mets did indeed uh, beat the Los Angeles Dodgers to advance and uh, was terrifying. massacre the Cubs. So uh, that was a great moment, but I was very stressful and I almost didn't go, but we kind of talked each other into it. Yeah. Because and it was, it's a new level of stress because there's already an element of stress being an away fan at a Dodgers game. Yes. And just being in an elimination game scenario made it 10 times worse. Right. Anyway, let us know what your expectations are for 2017. And again, our Twitter is at ABTVMets. And uh, let us know. We will uh, be back next week where hopefully we talk about, you know, the 7-0 start that, uh, well, not 7-0 start, but the 7-0 week that the Mets had. Uh, by the way, still hitless Miami Marlins, 3-0 Mets uh, going into the bottom of the second. I need to go stress eat some cheese. Yeah, exactly. I know. I've got, I've got my, my wife has some stressed cheese on ice uh, waiting for us at <sighs> She's home. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I'm going to throw my son into this. Oh, the Gary, Keith, and Ron uh, t-shirt, which, uh, you know, you can look around online to find these. I think it's very cute. And uh, I will post a picture of him from at ABTV Mets. So you see, there you go. And the Marlins got their first hit. So you see, that's I did it. That's my fault. Sorry, Mets fans. And Really embarrassed I didn't remember Julio Tehran's name. But we'll be back <laughs> next week. It'll be Easter Sunday. And uh, we will be here. And uh, so we will see you then. Thanks so much, everybody, for checking us out. Even those of you who waited until after tonight's game. We completely understand. We will see you next Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, for more Mets Wrap 360. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.